Football is back. Coming up on this edition of the Die Hard Den podcast, Shiny J and I go over the Lions 53-man roster. Then we play another game of hell yeah or hell nah for the upcoming Bears game. And we talk Adrian Peterson. All this and more coming up right now on the Die Hard Den podcast. Watch out. Here comes that roar. What up, though? This is Kurt Steele, and welcome to the Die Hard Den Podcast. And as always, I'm with my man, Shawnee Jake. What's happening, good people? How are you out there? Hey, hey, man. It's good to see you, my man. Good to hear from you. How you been doing since we've been away? You know, one week ago, we had a lot of things going on. So how's everything going with you? Oh, man, everything's good. Everything's gravy, man. All right. So... You know how we do it, as we always do it this time. It is time to tell me something good. And I got one thing. Football is back. Man, we're a little bit over uh, 24 hours away from the NFL season starting at the time of this recording. So big ups. The NFL is back. And I'm just so happy to have football back at the helm one more time for the for the one time. So what you got, my man? Well, I'm glad football back as well, but what I'm really happy about is, you know, the Lions got a few dinged up players at the running position, running back position. Kerry mm-hmm. Allen's got that big knee brace. Um, Swift is battling a little hip injury. Bowl guy, lower leg injury. They all nagging injuries. Nothing serious, but nagging injuries that might hinder them. But the Lions aren't standing pat. They didn't stand pat. They went out and signed one of the greatest running backs in NFL history. Mr. Adrian Peterson. Oh, we should God. talk more about him later on the show. Yes, we will talk about AD later. So, hey, what we're going to do on this show, we're going to go over the 53-man roster. We're going to break it down. We're going to go through it by position. We're going to tell you if we have any disappointments or surprises. And we'll give our overall assessment of the position groups. So, uh, you ready to do this thing, my man? Yes, I am. All right, first up is the quarterback's and the running back. So we go in the backfield. First up, we got Chase Daniel and Matthew Stafford at quarterbacks. I don't think there's any surprise right there. We paid Daniel's the, Daniel the big money to be the backup, and we always know number nine is going to be the man. So, uh, And then in the backfield, we have Kerryon Johnson, Ty Johnson, Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Swift, and Jamal Agnew is a running back slash wide receiver. So, what do you think about the backfield quarterbacks, running back groups for the Lions? I, I kind of like what we have. You know, I love Jamal Agnew, mm-hmm. talented player. I guess things didn't work out for him at cornerback, but he's such a talented player, great speed. You got to find a way to keep guys like that on the roster. You keep talent mm-hmm. the best way you can, use them the best way you can. But a disappointment is they lost fifth round draft pick Jason Huntley, who they Took a calculated risk and loss when they mm-hmm. put him on waivers. Philadelphia jumped on him. Now, this guy, you know, he's one of the fastest players in the draft. Mm-hmm. Good skills, good speed. Mm-hmm. I want to see the Lions keep him, but I guess he had too many players. You know, I would have risked Ty Johnson first before I risked 
um, Huntley. But speaking of tide, mm-hmm. he has good speed too, and he's come in much stronger. Mm-hmm. And you see his workout, off his workout, he was pulling a truck a la Alvin Kamara style, pulling a yeah. truck behind him mm-hmm. to make him stronger. So he he was like the forgotten man, but he said, oh, no, you're not going to forget about me. I'm making this team. Yeah. So maybe the Lions liked him. They feel like he was a little slightly bigger, stronger version of Huntley. You know, Huntley, I still, I still love that speed. You can't teach your coach speed, mm-hmm. but we'll see how things work out. Right. Um, looking at Ty Johnson, like you said, um, he was one of those guys. He came in. He really worked on his craft coming into his second year. Uh, I think he took that uh, the Jason Huntley uh, draft seriously, and he made sure he honed his craft and got himself bigger and stronger in the offseason. I like the collective group myself as well. Um, Jason Huntley was a, a little bit of a game. It was a numbers game. And sometimes when you play the lum- the numbers game, you lose. So I uh, can't quite can't cry about it now. So, but I like the group we have, and um, I think um, overall, I think I like the the backfield group uh, with uh, the quarterback group and the running back group, especially with the addition of Adrian Peterson. He brings in a a, a, a veteran presence. But we'll get to more to him later on in the show. So uh, the next group we have is the. Tight ends and wide receivers. Uh, the tight ends, we have Hunter Bryant, TJ Hawkinson, of course, the Hawk, and the outlaw, Mr. Jesse James. So what do you think about the tight end group and, and how we have them stacked? I'm glad to see um, Hunter Bryant make the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but the question is, is he healthy? Can he right. play right away? Is he healthy? What's going on with him? I I thought we might keep four tight ends. You know how Patricia loves his tight ends, mm-hmm. but we but we Isaac Nasser is on the practice squad, mm-hmm. so he's there in case we need him. Yeah. But I'm glad Hunter, like I said, made the team. But I just want to make sure he's healthy. Can he play? Can he contribute right away? I I don't know his injury status really. Yeah, I know that. Looking at the uh, media reports from uh, from the Lions, uh, Matt Patricia said that he was not doing anything in uh, practice today, him or uh, CJ Moore, the safety. So I will say this. um, I do like the stack of uh, tight ends we have. We have Bryant, which is a tall, he's not as tall as um, Hawkinson or James, but he is more uh, slim, more athletic where he can play in that slot. So I like his, his position. He's more of a, uh, we call it big wide receiver, small tight end. Hawkinson, uh-huh. very talented. And, of course, uh, Jesse James, he needs to live up to some of the hype he had as a free agent. So, you know, um, but I do like him uh, if he can get it, especially around that goal line. I mean, he's big, got a big body, 6'7". So, you I mean, he's a big target down there in the red zone. All right, so moving on to wide receiver. We have, you know, this group right here was pretty intact the whole camp. Um, and... Remember, we bringing over a guy to this group from another group. So you got Jamal Agnew, who was a running back slash wide receiver. And then you have Amendola, uh, Quintez Cephas, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Hall, and Marvin Jones Jr. I, I like that group. This That's a really good group. Maybe the best group in a division as far as overall diverse talent. Um Looking at the group, you have Amandola, who's a you know pure slot receiver for a small guy. Then you have Cephas, who's a bigger slot receiver. Uh, big, strong hands, good catch radius. Then you have 
Jones, who's that big guy on the outside. And then you have Marvin Hall, which is a smaller guy that's a deep threat on the outside, along with Marvin yeah. Jones, who's a deep threat on the outside as well. So you have good speed, good size, and an array of different talent on the wide receiver core for the Lions. So what you got for the uh, for the wide receiver group? I like I like our guys too. I mean, it's so talented. We kept six receivers, which is kind of unusual. Most teams want to keep four or five at the most. We kept six. Um, Cephas is the wild card. Well, not Cephas, but I like Cephas. But Jamal Agnew is the wild card. We like Jamal. You know, I do. Talented guy. Uh, I guess things can work out for a DB on the other side of the ball. But you try to keep as many talented players. You got with speed and talent as you can. That's why I was somewhat disappointed they didn't keep Huntley. They couldn't find a way to keep him. But Agnew is probably one of the reasons why. Because, like I said, he's a receiver slash running back. He reminds me of the former line great Leonard Thompson, who wore the same number 39, who initially was a wide receiver that they moved to, excuse me, initially was a running back who they moved to wide receiver because it was great speed. I I see similar things happen for Agnew. Right. And that's why, actually, that's why they kept him at running back slash wide receiver so he can keep his number. he didn't get grandfathered in, so basically they had to make him a slash to keep his number 39 that he wanted to keep that. So, all right, next group is the offensive line. I know this is my man's favorite. Shawnee J always got some big things to say about the offensive line, the big fellas. I in love the, the big guys. The, I got love for the big guy. All right, so here we go. Uh, off, we have a lot of people listed just as offensive linemen, so they're versatile. They can play uh, – anywhere on the line, and then you have some guys that are just listed by position. So we have uh, the offensive linemen are uh, Ode Abushi, uh, Tyrell Crosby, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnall, Logan Stenberg are all listed as offensive linemen. So they can play interior or out there on the tackle position. And then you have one pure guard, which is Joe Dahl. And then we have our tackles, which is Taylor Decker, Matt Nelson, and Big V, Mr. Vitae. So, I already know what you're going to say. So, go ahead and get it out the way. Who's your disappointment for the offensive line who didn't make the cut? Bo, of course. Why isn't he starting? <laughs> but at least he got on the practice squad. He should be starting by now. The best offensive line in Wisconsin history and All-American Set of 50 games, the best run blocker come out this year. You know, I love those Wisconsin Badger linemen. Yeah. I wanted both so bad because, you know, he had to just get his I, I still don't understand why he was never drafted. I'm glad we can't hang on to him on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I tell you, um, I was reading, like, our favorite website we get a lot of our resources from, mm-hmm. Private Detroit. Um, Jeremy Reisman, who was on our show earlier this year, mm-hmm. he is not impressed with our designs. He has too many questions. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like the starters, he, you know, but we shall see. Did you see that, Jeremy, you know, posting our group and our page? Uh, I, haven't seen, I, haven't, I haven't seen that one yet, but I will check that article out when I get a chance. Um, but I will say this. Um, ah, um, I think that they took – they. Did take some chances. They got rid of some veterans uh, like Kenny Wiggins and some of the guys who were, you know, established in the league. And they they were kind of young. I mean, you got to look at it. You know, Jonah Jackson starting up front, a rookie. I mean, you know, besides um, 
And then you got Vitae, which who is not that long in the tooth as well. So, you know, he's a little veteran, but you know, Matt Nelson's only 24, you know? So, um, you know, we went pretty young ex except for, um, Abushi, who's 29, but most of these guys are mid twenties, you know? So, um, it's one of those things I, I will definitely say, uh, it's a uh, show me type of offensive line. They, they're coming together. It's going to be difficult for them at the beginning of the season because they're not established together. So I think that's probably one of the reasons why that, you know, you can say that, you know, it's a little difficult when you don't have any, um, what do you call that? Off-season workouts. So, you mean, you just had the, the, the small training camp, but they didn't have any um, really work against anyone else other than their own guys. So, you know, it's going to have, it's going to show up, you know, if they can work together week one versus a talented front seven from the bears. So, all right. So overall, that's our offensive group. All right. So I want to thank you for tuning in to the Die Hard Dan podcast. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, please hit the like button, hit the share button. If you, uh, on YouTube, Hit the notification so you know when you're going to get uh, fresh content from us right here at the Dive Hard Damn Podcast. If you're listening to us on one of the podcast platforms, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thank you for the download. We appreciate you listening to our show. And again, thank you very much. So let's move on. We're going to go to the defensive side of the ball. So first up, secondary. Woo! We got we thick on secondary, uh, a lot of corners, a lot of corners. Um, Justin Coleman, Tony McRae, Jeff Okuda, Amani Oroye, Daryl Roberts, and Desmond Trufant. We have one person who's listed as a DB, which is pretty much a cornerback or a safety, which is Tracy Walker. Then we have our safeties: Deron Harmon, Will Harris, Miles Killebrew, and C.J. Moore. I like the depth of our secondary. Now, this is my group. Um, I, I like secondary corners. That's my group of guys that, you know, uh, I grew up in my favorite position uh, as a kid. I played a little corner in, uh, back in the day. So I like that that uh, position group. I think we have a lot of good depth in that group. Uh, you got a warrior really pushing the rookie. Akuda saying, hey, you know, this is my spot. You got to come take it. Uh, Coleman, if he can stay in the slot, he's one of the best slot uh, corners in the league. Um, McCray is more of a uh, gunner type guy. He's more special teams. Uh, but Roberts, you know, these guys can cover. Trufant, he can stay healthy. He can cover. Uh, Tracy Walker had a really good camp. Uh, Harmon is, will let uh, Tracy Walker go back to his natural position of more of a strong safety instead of playing free safety. Um, and then you got the, you know, Killer Brew is more of a special teamer along with CJ Moore and Will Harris is kind of working his way into the rotation. So what do you have uh, for the secondary group, my man? Well, my biggest disappointment, you got a lot of guys, like you said, the biggest disappointment is what I've been hearing about of course, our third overall pick in the, in, on the draft, mm -hmm. Jeffrey Akuda. He's um, he's been outplayed, being outplayed by the guy, especially a warrior 
who's going to start probably start over him Sunday. Now, once again, we talk about being the third overall pick in the draft. He expected him to start right away. I know there was no um, off-season workouts, no um, no OTAs or no preseason. Still, you know, once again, people, Lions fans, had high expectations for high picks like Matthew Stafford and Joey Harris and others. The same expectation should have been there for Akuda. I expect him to start day one, you know, giving that stuff about, well, uh, defensive back is a higher position to play and take some time. Well, you should have. I, I, you know, I want a number three. I want Isaiah Simmons, mm. actually. I stick by that. Even Jonathan Taylor, the running back, was Wisconsin at three. But people say, oh, no, 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 no. It's too hard to take a running back. Well, we took Barry third overall, but I think that's not a fair comparison. But still, no. you know, Kuda, <laughs> even close. <laughs> Akuda, you um, know, yeah, he was he played for enemy school, but I wish him well. Still, we need him to the well, ball for us. I, I will say this, um, and looking at the reports coming out of camp, he's not far off. I mean, he he's too much of a student of the game not to be not to learn. He's learning fast. Um, he's uh, getting his uh, self adjusted to the pro game. Trust me, he, it won't take him long to get in the starting lineup. If he if he's not a starter week one, I would say by week three he he'll be a, he'll be a starter. That's just my opinion. Um, looking at some of the film from camp, uh, he definitely took and learned as a student of the game, and he knows how to adapt uh, very well. So uh, even the, the the veterans like Trufant. And um, Coleman, those guys have high praise for uh, for Okuda, saying that he's adjusted. You know, maybe he's had a tough first week in pads, so you know he adjusted. And and I would give kudos to our star wide receivers. They took turns lined up against him, so they can say this is what you're gonna see uh, in the competition during the games. So you're talking like Marvin Jones and and Kenny Galladay. And um, Danny and Madu, they would skip the line so they would face him in practice so he can see what it is like to cover NFL, you know, a receiver that's going to be on the field and not just the backup guys. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. So next group is up is probably our most. Actually, I'm not saying probably it is. This is the heaviest group in the Lions team. This has the most number of individuals for one single group and that is the linebacking core it is really really thick so all right so we got jamie collins jared davis christian jones elijah lee reggie raglan reese maven uh tava and jason cabina which is a fullback slash linebacker but if you look at the pure numbers that's eight linebackers on the squad on the fifty-three man roster. That's a big group. So what you got on the linebackers, my man? What's your what's your takeaways from the group? We have uh we have an interesting group. Like I said, you know, they bring different skill set. Um Jared Davis was he's been somewhat somewhat of a disappointment being the former first round pick himself. I Florida in 2017, a lot of fans put on him. I think this is last year for his contract. He's going to play for his NFL future. I expect the big things from him, but I'll tell you one thing. The man always come in jack. You know, he's very jack. He has very little body fat to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen, you probably, you may have seen his workouts 
mm. on Twitter or Instagram or wherever we post them. The man is Jack. He's next in the shape, so that's not the problem. Yeah, you know, I think maybe part of the problem was even though he was a middle linebacker in college, maybe he's better suited on the outside in the pros. Mm-hmm. I would like to see them rush the passer, mm-hmm. be like a, a Terrell Suggs type linebacker, yeah. pass rushing linebacker, mm-hmm. something like that. He's strong and fast. Um, the other, Jamie Collins, he crisped that road too from Patriot. He's a, a good pass rushing. He's supposed to have good cover skills as well. Ty Vi, he's that thick linebacker. 250 pounds that Patricia likes. She likes his linebackers big. But the thing is, remember, I said before, a few years ago, people were complaining about, oh, the lines are too big, they're too slow on defense. They no speed on defense. Well, see, what you was it, size or speed, which one you want, you know? Mm-hmm. So, if we, in a perfect world, you have both 260 pounds and run a 4 240, but mm-hmm. we know no one's subhuman, superhuman like that. So, yeah. It's our pants. Who wins out, size or speed? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we. I think the for me the linebacker core has a lot of diverse, diversity. Like the uh, like some of the wide receivers, where you have Collins who can cover. Uh, that's one of the things that the guys that they brought in. Some of the guys they brought in the offseason, like Collins and Ragland, have uh, good cover skills, uh, and that was a hole for us at linebacker. And I think that puts Davis on the outside rushing the passion. So he doesn't have to worry about covering. Um, you already know that Reeves Maven is like just like a big safety. So you know in passing downs, you can bring him in and he can cover. So um and that's um Elijah Lee's more of a you know special teamer. Uh Kabina, he's a backup, really reserved linebacker. He's gonna more fit that fullback role, you know, having to put Nick Bowden on injured reserve again this year. So, but it's a diverse group. Um I would say the verdict's still out on how good they can be. If they play up to, to what they are on paper, we got a pretty good group. So um, I, I do like that group. I don't have any disappointments. Nobody got cut that wasn't going to make the squad anyway. I think that this group was solidified in camp as well, along with the wide receivers. So next up, we have uh, our defensive line. All right, so... Defensive line, Trey Flowers, the Aquara brothers. Then we have Deshaun Hand, Pacini, Danny Shelton, and Nick Williams. So looking at this group, my man, anybody that you see on this defensive line that was a surprise or a disappointment that they didn't make it? Um... I didn't like to go. I was, you know, they stay healthy. That's the key. Stay healthy. Got some guys who had some injury problems. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I love the Sean Hand, for instance. Mm-hmm. He's very talented, but, you know, he has trouble staying healthy. Reminds me of the former Lion from long ago. Remember Tracy Hayward? Mm-hmm. He was another big guy. You know, had a body, you know, like a build, like a, a bodybuilder, but couldn't stay healthy, couldn't stay on the field and produce. Mm-hmm. And it's not like that, hopefully, but hopefully he can stay healthy with the medical checks he steps and, you know, keep on the field longer. Once again, our man Jerry Reisman of Private Detroit, mm-hmm. he was unimpressed with both our lines. He didn't like the offensive line. He has questions about the defensive line. You know, lack of depth, he says. Can he stay healthy? Hands, especially mm-hmm. hands. Um, that those is question marks and lack of depth. Only run a rookie, Pastini. You know, mm-hmm. he, he felt they should have 
got a veteran line. He should, he felt he should, he should, the line should went up to Everson Griffin or Tony. Mm-hmm. I would like that too, but the coaches seem to be, they like what they have. So, I'm, you know, hopefully Quinn Trisha knows they're doing because they're on a hot seat. They're on a hot seat. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. I hear what he's saying too. Um, you want to, you know, a big name, a proven talent. Um, I will say one thing about that is that just because you have a big name and even with some of the big names that we sign, uh, doesn't mean they're going to automatically fit in the scheme. But you see some of the bigger names that we sign are players that played in that system already, like Collins and Harmon. So these guys have played in the system, Danny Shelton. So they played in this, in this system. So they know it, you know, now Nick Williams, he's coming over. He had a pretty good year last year, uh, for the bears, but he's having, he hasn't played in this system. So, the vertical will be out on that. I get with it. The lack of depth is a stands out. It definitely stands out. So I get what he's saying. Um, I would have liked the veteran presence as well. So, but let's run out the roster with the specialists. So here we go. We have Matt Prater, the mule and Jack Fox. Those are our three special teamers. Um, I don't think there was a surprise there since we let, I think Fox was always the leader in the clubhouse uh, coming in for Sam Martin, who was out in Denver. So I just think that group was going to be solidified as well. I don't really think the undrafted uh, free agent rookie partner that we had was going to be out Fox. I just didn't see it happening. Well, the partners, that group, you know, the mule side, mm-hmm. what he's going to his 17th year with us, um, mm-hmm. the mule Rival Mill after he screamed at he scripted that um extra point snapping as Minnesota's rookie year that cost us the game. He's been one of the best long snappers, steadiest long snappers in the NFL since then. Um and of course, what can I say about Prater? The Lions had some pretty good kickers the last thirty years or forty years, going back to Eddie Murray back in nineteen eighty. Mm-hmm. And of course Jason Hansen. Um, they had a little gap there, but they Prater's been here since 2014, and he's still going strong. The punter, I don't know much about this Fox guy, but they say it's a strong leg, mm-hmm. and he kick, he kick you out of a jam. Like if you're you're kicking for your goal line, he can put the team other team back in their own territory, which is good news. So I'll I'll go with the coaches say. Hope they're right. All right. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that was our. 53-man roster breakdown. And as always, thank you for watching on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, however you get in our content, the visual version. Thank you for watching. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the share button. If you're listening to us on one of the podcast platforms like Apple or Spotify, thank you for listening. Thank you for the download. We really appreciate it. All right. So now it is time for our Favorite, favorite game. We doing the first one of the season. It is the Lions and the Bears. Hell yeah or hell no. Nah. You ready to do this thing, my man? Yes, I am. Let's do it. All right. First up, the Lions will have over 150 yards rushing for the game on Sunday. Hell yeah or hell no. Nah. Hell yeah, AP will get that by himself. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next up, well, I think as a collective, as a group, I think they would do that. I think that uh, between him and Carry On and, and Ty Johnson, they can do that. All right. Next up, we have the Lions will hold the Bears' offense 
to under 200 yards of total offense. Hell yeah or hell no. Hell yeah, because the Lions, you know, we owe the Bears. You lost four stretching them turkeys and we want we hungries. Seasonal birds, not gonna be no fans there. Mm-hmm. So but you know, the Lions can concentrate down there right here, no booze. <laughs> so they just do their thing. Um I think it's gonna be uh contingent. Looking at the Bears offense, just to be honest with you, I'm not really afraid of the Bears offense. Like nobody's on the on the Bears offense. Like none of their receivers or none of their tight ends or you know Cohen's you know Cohen's their top back now. I mean, their their offense doesn't scare me. If you understand what I'm saying, it's like eh, yeah, their offense. I mean, and then what? Trubisky has played well against you guys. Well, he's not. He hasn't played this defense. He hasn't played this version of Patricia's defense. So. I'm not. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of defense. I, I'm gonna say hell yeah as well. So Matthew Stafford will throw for over 250 yards versus the Bears. Hell yeah or hell no. I'm gonna say a mild hell no because you don't have to. Our ground game will chew up Chicago where Matthew will just throw slightly under 250, but he won't turn the ball over. So he'll keep the offense moving. So. Hell yeah with asterisk. Hell no with asterisk, rather. Hell no with an asterisk. All right. Um, hmm. I'm going to say hell yeah because of the fact if if we can keep him upright, he I think he's going to torch that Bears defense. I think he owes them some some payback. So I, I think he has yeah. a, I think he has a grudge on his shoulder this this year playing with them. And it's the 10 year anniversary opening day. Remember? Yeah. He got injured mm-hmm. on a on a tackle hit by um, Julius Peter. What's his name? Um, uh, Julius Pe- Julian Peppers. Julius Peppers. Peppers. Ju- Julius Peppers. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, he got injured, and of course, that's the same game, the Calvin Johnson game. Mm-hmm. So, ten year anniversary, got to pay him back for that too. All right. So, all right. So the Lions will force at least two turnovers on Sunday. Hell yeah or hell no. Hell yeah. We're going to get two picks off Trubisky. That pressure's going to get to him. I think the Oak Royal brothers going to have a big day, you know, rushing the passer, force him to turn over to get a couple of sacks. You know, I can't wait to see. I want to see the Oak Royal brothers. And, I want see, and also our prize from last year, the poor man's Reggie White, Trey Flowers, mm-hmm. do his thing too. All right. So, I'm going to say hell no. Nah. I'm going to say hell no. Nah. I think they get a turnover. I think they may get a fumble. Um, it all depends on if they can get pressure on Trubisky. I, I think that's going to be contingent to if they force a turnover. I'm not really sold on their pressure package yet. We'll see how Corey Allen dials up the play calling. But all right, next up, Kenny Galladay will score the first touchdown of the season. Hell yeah or hell no. Nah. I don't know about first, but he will get at least one reception. No, man, it's the first uh, no. So if you gonna say hell no, nah, hell no. Nah. Well, not hell, but no, but we'll score a touchdown. AP will get the first of the year. So, <laughs> so you got you got Adrian Peterson getting the first one of the year. All right, so yeah. I'm going to say hell no nah as well. I think it will be on the ground. I don't know if who will it be. I think it will be a running play for the first touchdown of the year. All right, last one. 
for this round of hell yeah or hell nah, DeAndre Swift will be inactive on Sunday. Hell yeah or hell nah? Hell yeah, he's inactive, will be inactive because he's um, got a little hip injury. He's not going to rush him. That's why he signed Peterson. So, yes, he's going to take their time with Swift. They got Ty Johnson and go along carry on. They got three backs. So, yes, hell yeah, he'll be inactive this week. Okay. So, I'm going to go say hell yeah as well. I just think that they want to ease him in. They don't want to rush him into the lineup. So, I think, yes, he will be on the sideline inactive and forward field as well that was hell yeah or hell no as again we thank you for watching us here on the die hard damn podcast if you're watching on youtube facebook hit the like button hit the share button hit the subscribe button hit the notification bell so you know you're getting fresh content from us and if you're listening to us on the podcast platform thank you for tuning in to our show on one of those platforms, Apple or Spotify. So, all right. So now it is time for a very short two points conversing because we got to wrap this thing up here shortly. So first thing, your reaction to the Lions signing Adrian Peterson. You know what? At first, I was skeptical. I was against it. But when he actually did it, you saw a reaction. Holy shit. That's what I thought. He did have the expletive. Yes, he did. I, I did see that. I was like, whoa. Um, so, yes. um, Our group is not for kids. It's for grown folks. But I like it. I'm saying I'm warm to it. Now, I'm not expecting Vince AP from the Minnesota Vikings where he rushed 2,000 yards. But via a good AP that from the Washington Redskins to give us close to a thousand, I'll gladly take that because we got young guys behind them. I would say I was very shocked. I was like, whoa. And I was like very uh happy when I saw that. I'm not expecting the uh the Adrian Peterson of old, just like you. I'm expecting the Washington Redskins, uh, or the Washington football team, as they're called now. Yes. Um version of Adrian Peterson. So um, he's not going to be all day like he was back in Oklahoma when I was watching him out there, but he's going to be a good solid back. He's going to, and those teach those young guys how to be professional running backs in the NFL and take care of their bodies like he has. So um, I I see nothing but benefits from him being a member of the Honolulu blue and silver. So, and let me see real quick. You know, yeah. you know, I want the Lions to sign for a net, uh-huh. Leonard for a net when he was released. You know, because he's young, ten years younger than Peterson, very mm-hmm. talented. But I think if they brought in for a net, you know, carrying on Johnson for one wouldn't have as much respect for Fournette as he has for Peterson. Mm-hmm. He was looking for a net as a threat, mm-hmm. but he looked at his Peterson, like you said, with fanboy eyes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's a difference. And he got that picture today. It was all over social media. Remember, he said uh, on Twitter, would it be inappropriate or, you know, it would be a fan yeah. fanning out if he asked for a picture. And they got the picture. The Lions media took the picture of the running back group, Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Swift, and uh, good old carry on today. And they posted it on social media. Uh, they had a good, I mean, and he was a good hearted about it. He wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't down about them clowning him. He, he took it with a grain of salt. So that's good. He can be able to laugh at himself and, you know, put himself out there. All right. So it is time for 
our game prediction before we get on out of here. So game number one, Chicago, Detroit. Who you got and what's the score? First to go on my Lions, final score will be Lions, 35 Bears, 14. All right. So I am going with the Lions as well. Uh, I am going Lions, 28, Bears, 17. All right. So now it is time for us to get on out of here. So Shawnee J, tell the people how they can find you on social media. I'm always on Facebook, as you can find me. It's my, about the only social media I use. Name is Sean James. Look me up. I'm also, you know, we have two good groups on Facebook. We got our Die Hard Den page on Facebook, which is a public page. You can find that. Or I'm also head administrator of the Detroit Lions Truth fan group. I'd be happy to add you if you like. All right. So, um, me, you can find me. Uh, I'm at Curtis Steel 14 C U R T I S S T E E L E 14 on Instagram and on Twitter. You can follow the show on Twitter at DieHardDMPodC1, or you can definitely find us on Facebook. Uh, it's facebook.com slash DieHardDMPodcast. Go check out our YouTube channel, it's DieHardDMPodcast. And you can find us on Instagram, it's at underscore hard underscore den underscore podcast so look at it again it's dot underscore hard underscore den underscore podcast on instagram and i want to give a shout out to some of the new groups that we have been posting in um there is the lion and lionesses uh family page over on facebook as well and the detroit lions fan page you know, you guys are showing us some good love over there on some of those other uh, uh, platforms in, on the uh, on Facebook and as well as the Detroit Lions diehards who I named the actual original name of the podcast. Um, so big shout out to my girl over there, Sue, over at Detroit Lions diehards. Uh, she's one of the administrators over there. So, hey, now it is time for us to... Uh, say our last goodbye so shawnee j you got for the people before you get out of here still stay safe people this covid ain't lick yet still you know take your precautions wear your mask wash your hands and keep your social distance all right so me i have the same uh message for you guys please continue to stay safe out there you know, wear your mask, wear your gloves, and you don't have to go out. Please stay in. But as always, I want to tell you, whatever you do in life, you got to boss up, ball out, and be the best version of you that you can be. And for my man, Shiny J, this is Kurt Steele of the Die Hard Den Podcast, and we are 